Uh, we are looking to, with the number of people that are hearing good reports about this, we're looking to grow pretty significantly last the next year. So it's going to take even more. Uh, so be thinking about that. If something that you want to come and help, it is an awesome opportunity, and they are a blessing. So um, appreciate them coming. So why don't we, Josh, you want to do video or kids first? Kids. All right. All the kids that want to camp, come on up. They will know you by your shirt. Some we still know without their shirt. Okay, so uh, this was a portion of the kids that were, that were there. There were some that were not able to be here today. Um, we had a few that, as you can see, there's some faces that some of you don't know. But um, there were some others that came. I'm grateful for our little missionary right here. Who brought two kids to church? I mean, to camp. If you can believe it, she is really loud at school. She was trying. She was trying to convince us of that all week, guys. Really, I'm loud at school. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, grateful. So she, Daniel, who comes all the time to church, once again because of our little missionary here. Um, he's actually um, was at, had to work with his parents at their restaurant today, and then she brought another girl, Alina, who was just from her class, and so pretty awesome. Alina, I feel good lip biting. <laughs> CJ goes, you always bite your lip when you're about to cry. Uh, Alina gave her heart to the Lord, first time salvation. So I will tell you guys, you never know what impact that will have on Alina and her family and for generations because of one invitation. You never know. Because of some guys that were persistent, I told this story before, but some guys that were persistent at, at my wife's dad's work, persistent invited him to Bible study, and actually some Jehovah's Witnesses that came and knocked on his door he gave his life to the Lord, and my family's life forever changed because of those people. So you never, ever know. You never know. So, so what you want to do is we're going to talk about what was like the highlight for camp for you, okay? So sometimes you're at a disadvantage by being at the end, so I'm not going to go straight down the line. I'm just going to surprise you. So you better be ready. All right. So who we got? <laughs> um, hi, I'm Josh, and I think my favorite part of camp this year was an initiative we did with uh, canoeing. So there was uh, we uh, there was three people per canoe, and there was one person in the middle, and uh, two people rowing and um, what's it called steering steering, and the uh, rowing and steering people were blindfolded and couldn't talk, um, but the guy in the middle just had to direct you on where to go, and um, I had Aiden and David, and David was in the middle telling me and Aiden what to do, and David is super, like, soft-spoken and, like, um, more quiet and just a little bit hard, harder to hear, and so he was directing us and what to do, and um, at the beginning, you start out with everyone, and everyone's saying, like, paddle left, paddle right, and it's it was harder to hear David. 
but as like we got further away and um, more out in the ocean, as I got used to hearing David's voice, um, uh, it was like easier to hear what he was saying to do. And in the beginning, it was just like uh, switch on and off, go back and forth, and like there was no rhythm to it. But by the end, he was telling me and Aiden like left, right, and like me and Aiden would join in sync. And same way that is for God, like we can start off small listening to God's voice. And it's like small, like David's voice, but um, the more we get in tune with it, the more God's going to tell us and the more it's going to be um, like quick and like detailed on the left, right strokes, like in the canoe. Camp was like one of like the best ones so far, but if I had to choose the highlight of camp, it would have been getting to know everyone better than I did before camp. So. Um, I'm Xavier, and um, honestly, the favorite part, the highlight, it was probably doing the high ropes and actually doing something that I had never done before because. That's just, honestly, it's one of my biggest fears of heights, and so I just feel like coming over that is honestly something that I can progressively get through more and more, which I also can connect with the Christian, with our Christian walk with God, that we may be advancing very slowly, but we're still advancing nonetheless, and no matter what, we're always going to be with God, and He's always with us. Hi, I'm Katie. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Um, I would have to say my favorite part of camp was advancing in my walk with God because um, for a minute I thought I was taking too much. <laughs> it felt more like... <laughs> I was taking steps backwards and forwards. And advancing with uh, new people in my life that I've learned to love in the span of three days. <laughs> I thought it was pretty amazing. Uh, I feel like I'm really close with all of the people up here now, and I can call them all my best friends. Hi, I'm CJ. Um, uh, I've been to a lot of camps, probably like five or six. Um, so, and I can say by far this is the best one we've ever had because for a lot of reasons, um, the initiatives were really well planned. I really liked them. So I can't pick a favorite out of them because I liked all of them. Um, and, uh, and like most important, uh, worship was awesome. Uh, uh, Service was awesome. All the like teachers and people who were speaking were really like teaching me something every time, and like really speaking to me. And uh, I just could feel God really guiding and directing all of us and bringing Him closer to us and to each other. So that's why it was the best.
came in and um, my favorite part was um, Catch the flag, yeah, that's what it was called. <laughs> Catch the flag. Amber and, um, and her team, she, they did a really good job hiding the flag in the ground. Everyone stepped on it thousands of times. <laughs> I was looking for it five times. <laughs> My least favorite part was um, the canoe. <laughs> I did not like being blindfolded on the water. <laughs> I know what it feels like to be seasick. <laughs> this was Cameron's first year, so we were glad he was able to go, and next year it will continue, and grateful for that. Uh, hi, I'm Jacob. Uh, Josh kind of snatched my <laughs> favorite thing, but I'll kind of get what I um, got from the initiative. Um, a lot of times we or our peers can get off of the track that God has for us, much like being blindfolded, um, which is what the initiative was all about. Um, and we may need or need to be the person giving the clear direction to the people who might be blindfolded or misled in their current walk with God. So that's what I got to say. Um, Josh stole mine too and Jacob, but I got something different. Um, like, when I was in the middle, like, it's kind of like God directing sinners that are blindfolded, and, um, like, um, you can't just grab the paddle and do it for them. You have to, like, God has to direct you, and he can't do it for you. part of camp was probably, I, I don't know, the whole thing. I just felt like I got closer with everybody here and closer with, like, God and everybody. I don't know. And, and making the rocks. <laughs> All right, so on everybody's rocks, we all wrote Malachi 3, verse 6, and it's, it says, in Malachi, it's, uh, whatever, <laughs> I am the Lord, I, I change not, and that was kind of like our main focus this camp, and you could also write like, my friend, which I wrote, and then I wrote my rock and my redeemer because it's just something that really, like, talked to me and that touched me. Okay. Um, my name is Tessera, and um, this year it's only been my second year, but I liked it a lot since there's a lot more people. So we got to socialize more and um, just connect to each other and, and yeah. <laughs> uh, this year the initiatives are a lot better. Uh, I like the one uh, when we went canoeing. It was just um, really fun. And yeah. 
high ropes course because when we were on the high ropes course, I thought it was a lot like our walk with the Lord. And it's going to have some bumps in the road, but yeah, you got to keep going to get to the finish. And my favorite part. Hi, my name is Peyton, and my favorite thing was probably, like, in the beginning, everyone was like, um, write down in your journal, like, what the Lord is telling you, and I was like, oh my God, like, did, does he actually, like, talk to you? Do you hear him? Because I'm not hearing anything, and I was just like, what is happening? And <laughs> then by, like, <laughs> the second or third night, when we, like, welcomed God into, like, my life. I realized, like, he's always talking to you, like, through everything you do. And, like, when we were reading verses in the Bible, like, it's meant for me. And, like, I just realized that I never have before. Um, a quick praise report. Uh, another kid who came to camp, his name's Gabe Beatty. And last year he was, like, super sick and had a tumor. And so we prayed for him, and um, he went to the hospital, and the tumor wasn't cancerous, and like, but they still removed it. And so he came to camp this year, and the first thing he said to me, he was like, hey, no cancer. And I was like, hey, awesome. <laughs> you guys can sit down. Thank you. So just so, before we uh, share the video here, I want, um, gosh, I'm still, after Peyton. Um, I'm just so proud of our youth. Um, they're amazing, and uh, this year uh, we have a lot going on, and so I asked uh, Emily to, uh, you know, uh, come up with the design for the t-shirts and so I just want to share that Emily came up with the design and uh, I just think it was awesome so uh, just to kind of before we get started here today's uh, this year's theme was uh, Malachi 3 6 I am the Lord and I change not and then also uh, uh, Emily incorporated a path in our, our walk with the Lord in Hebrews 3 8 it says I am the Lord I'm the same yesterday today and forever. And so I thought she did an awesome job. And so just wanted to share that with you. The other thing is uh, Josh, uh, he, he did this slideshow. It's a little, I, I, couple edits, but he put the video together. Here's our group this year. So this is the biggest group we've ever had. Uh, this is uh, uh, right at the beachfront, just a really cool area. Here's a, I wanted to play this video. This is the highest jump I've ever seen at camp. I think uh, this is Xavier on the back and CJ's on the front there. Pretty good. One of the highlights, at least. <laughs> 
I used to be able to blob the kids higher, and uh, uh, now I cannot do that anymore. that we did. 
So just before we uh, move on, um, sorry, I want this was uh, the last night.
So uh, just thankful for what the Lord did this year and uh, um, just so proud of all the young people. And I wanted to thank everyone for their support. Um, I know a lot of money was raised this year and it really did make a big difference. And so uh, we talked about, um, you know, when I was speaking, uh, we talked about uh, a relay race, you know, and I um, uh, can't remember the na name of the race, but when, the baton, when you're passing on the baton in a relay race, and, uh, you know, the Lord kind of gave me the story of how, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you are, you know, uh, there's a story back in the day of, you know, the U.S. was, uh, since it was Canada yesterday, uh, the U.S. was, like, favored to win, and uh, in the, one of the qualifying uh, races, uh, one of the, the runners dropped the baton. And so all of this, this hope, all this, um, you know, uh, potential was gone. Um, and uh, that year, uh, I think Canada ended up winning the gold medal, but which is probably the only way they would have won it. But um, the the point of the story is, you know, it's it's the Lord often describes our walk with the, with the Lord as a as a race, and even in our own church, you know, passing that baton on from generation to generation. Not only can the young people drop it, but sometimes the older generation we may not hand it off properly, and so we want to be very careful that we what the Lord has given us that we we are careful to hand it off properly into this new generation. You know, it talked about how the Lord does not change. You know, when when the when we were I was thinking about what the theme of this this year was going to be, the Lord just put this verse on my heart that I do not change. Sometimes, you know, in these generations, you know, we're just surrounded by a world that is changing so much. You know, they're changing their morals, they're changing our standards, but the Lord does not change who He is. In the midst of what's going on, He's still the same. He doesn't change. And sometimes, you know, I was thinking about this, and what really impacted me and what I desired for these young people is, I used to hear of all the stories of, of how the Lord moved with my grandparents and how the Lord moved with my parents. But I wanted these young people to know that the Lord still moves today. He hasn't changed from, from that, those times, and He wants to meet with us face to face. He desires a relationship with us. He wants to show us His power. And He, wants to, he, he just wants to give us more than the previous generations. He wants to pass on that baton so that we can go and run that race for Him. And so I thank you for supporting this, this youth camp. It's made a difference. I, before, I, I, before I was um, going to camp, I went and got a haircut. And I uh, was talking to the, I get a different hairstylist every time, but she, she, she said, what are you doing this weekend? I said, I'm going to camp. She's like, oh, I remember when I went to camp. And she told me an awful story. And I was amazed that here is... Uh, a hairstylist, my age, middle-aged person who went to camp, right, back in the day and still remembers what happened at camp and so how it impacted her life. And so it was just, man, God, do something great. And I know that these young people were touched. I know they were changed. And so I know that he met with them. And so 
Um, since we have a lot of visitors here today, the name of our camp is Camp Moed. And this is where it comes from. Um, I forgot my glasses today. But it comes from Exodus 33, 7 to 11. It says, Now Moses used to take the tent and set it up far away from the other tents. He called it the meeting tent. So the meeting tent, I want you to remember that. Anyone who wanted to meet with the Lord would go away from the other tents to meet to the meeting tent. When Moses went out to the tent, all the people would get up and stand at the door of their tents. And they would watch Moses until he went into the meeting tent. Whenever Moses went into the meeting tent, the cloud would come down and stand at the door of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the cloud standing at the door of the meeting tent, they would stand up and worship each at his own tent. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And so that the word moed is the, the Hebrew word for the meeting tent. It's a place. It, that word means it's a, it's a time. It's a special place. It's an ordained place that the Lord meets with us. And so this is what the whole point of this camp is, is that when we would go away to a camp, to an ordained place that the Lord has, has set up just for you and me, that He would meet with us face to face. And He would speak to us. And that, like she said, He would have verses just for me. He would talk to me face to face as a friend. And so, that's the whole point of this. And I'm just so thankful that the Lord does not change. He's real. He's tangible. And so, the Lord made Himself real this year. And I, and I, and I encourage you guys to go after Him with all your hearts. Run after Him now. And just seek that relationship with him and um and pray we're i'm praying we are all praying for you see all these people here all of them were praying for you throughout that camp they're continuing to pray with you and realize that you're never alone that you have a family here and most importantly god has got you he is with you amen love you guys and thank you and uh, we're expecting an awesome year next year. Notice how every year the group gets bigger and bigger. And this year I know that the Lord brought some people that uh, are new. And he brought them into our family of young people. And it, it, was, it was awesome. It was like just a perfect match. You know, everyone just like, just happened. I don't know how to explain it. But it was just uh, really cool. And... Um, um, I guess what I would like to say is just thank you to Daryl and David and Drea and Carol Lee, Damaris, Damaris, and uh, um, I'm just thank you for Dan for sacrificing also of his his wife and his family. Um, when Drea's there, Dan's he's running the ship, and so that that, that can't be easy. And we're just so, so thankful, and I'm thankful for Daryl, you know that. This generation needs some men. And uh, he's a tremendous man of God. And um, thankful 
my son, uh, he w- I would look in the back and he was sitting beside Daryl. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Watching him worship, watching him um, pray for the young people and passing on that baton. And, and uh, just thank- thankful for everything that the Lord did. Amen? Good deal. Drea? I had the privilege to speak the first night of camp to the youth, which is a privilege. The The fact that I get to go and spend four days with a bunch of awesome teenagers um, isn't something a mom of three, four and under get to do very often. So uh, it is a privilege to be able to go. And I cherish every moment of it. Uh, even when my kids aren't there, I'm up at, I think, 7 o'clock every morning. I was up and I was ready to go. I was excited to be with them and to see what the Lord was going to do. Um, though I loved watching them do high ropes and the canoe challenge was wonderful and somewhat frustrating for me to watch as well. Um, I, I, weeks and weeks before camp, I go in my prayer time specifically for you guys that you would meet the Lord, as Josh said, face to face. That was my prayer the, the whole time. And that every initiative we did, every challenge we did, that it wouldn't Um, have anything but an impact in your walk with the Lord and in your life that you guys would grow from it, which we all see from today that happened. Um, So the first night I got to speak, and the theme that God does not change um, should be a really easy theme to work with, but it wasn't. I struggled preparing because I couldn't, like, Clark said, do you have any good um, illustrations? And I was like, no. I mean, it was so difficult because as I explained to the kids the first night everything changes that maybe I could talk about God as Abba Father because I have a father who loves me and who loves me well and I might be able to use that and explain it and help give them word pictures and things but the idea of a God that doesn't change I couldn't even give them like a picture of anything that doesn't change because everything changes everything created changes which is everything and God doesn't. So the only way I could really explain to them what a God that does not change looks like is by helping them remember everything in our world and how it does change um, and just be like, he's not like that, pretty much. <laughs> this is everything that changes. God's not like that, so this is a God that doesn't change. Um, and so we went through some scripture and explained how God does not change, and, and what that meant was really three things to me. One if God doesn't change, it means his promises are true from the time he gives them until the end, right? So if he doesn't change, he's not going to change his mind on you. He's not going to say, I have new life for you, and then right before you give your life to Christ, he's going to go be like, pump the brakes. Not anymore. Not for you. He's not going to do that because he's a God who doesn't change. So um, that's a huge one for me in understanding who he is. If he doesn't change his mind, his promises are true. Uh, What promises does he have for us? The Bible is loaded full of promises, right? From the first page to the last, there are promises of God of who we are as his children and what that means. So we went through some scripture and just kind of peaked, very peaky. Though I probably shared a lot of scriptures, it was a peek into the promises of God and what it looks like. And she just showed me all the scriptures I shared, and it's like the whole page. Um, But that the promises of God are for us, are for life. that he stands beside us, that he fights our battles, that he goes before us, he follows us behind, that there are tons and tons of scriptural promises of a God that doesn't change. 
Um, and then just that maybe the people in our life and the things in our life that have let us down and have disappointed and hurt us, that thankfully God's not like them. That, that God doesn't have a sinful nature, that God's not going to disappoint us and let us down, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, that he's always with us, and that those promises help define a God that we cherish and love and leads our lives. And so it was just trying, reminding them and teaching them that a God that doesn't change doesn't just mean he's just the same, but that everything he says, everything he does, everything he is never changes, that it will always be the same. And that applies personally in our lives in the way that we are called to be like him. We're called to be steadfast. We're called to, to, to run after him and to that the image of us would change to be the image of God and how that is something that we can go after because he doesn't change. So we learned a little bit about in Hebrew how God, in Hebrews, God is, ex- when he's expressing his promise to Abraham and and he kind of like gives like a double take, right? He says, Abraham, I can't swear on anything greater than myself, so I'll swear on myself that that this promise is true. And then it was kind of like a double, right? Because he not only swore on himself, but he also can't lie. So it's like, you know he's for real telling the truth because he not only swore on himself, but he can't lie. So it's like, Bible, Bible. That's what it is. So um, it was a privilege. It was an honor. I adore every single one of these teens up here. I am excited about next year. I've already probably talked my husband's ear off about next year more than he'd want to hear it. I'm, I'm excited, you guys. This is such a, a living thing that you're pouring into when you dedicate your time, when you dedicate your money, when you dedicate your energy, your prayers. It's such a living, breathing thing. I told Clark after camp, like, this was life-changing moments. This wasn't just like, we had a great time, and in six months they're going to be like, I mean, it was fun, but I might want to go to the mall next, week, next year, so I might not go to camp. This was moments that have changed lives for for eternity, that that we get to walk away from camp saying it wasn't just a good time, but like the direction of generations have has changed, and that's such an amazing thing. And when we all kind of grasp on your way home, you're gonna be like, oh wait, I get it. That's powerful, and that's so exciting that we get to stand before a bunch of teenagers right now who are gonna be men and women of God, changing lives in the future. So, I love you guys. It's a privilege. Before we go any further, guys, I'd like all of you to stand up, turn around, and give them, no, not you, I'm sorry, these guys, and give them a hand because they prayed for you and they gave a lot of money for you. All right, you can sit down. Hmm? (laughs) So we've heard a common theme, and I will try not to repeat anything they have said, but there was two things that I wanted to make sure we point out. Um, One... So you know, uh, we love your kids. I mean, it just it, it oozes out 
just when you hear, you know, Josh speaking, Andrea, and you just, we just know that we love you guys. And it was interesting. I, I, I wasn't able to come up with the original group. I had to go into work. And anyway, so I pulled up, and Faith come walking out of the girls' do over the girls' cabin. And I was walking by. I said, "Hey, Faith, you know, blah blah." And then these three other girls come walking out, and I said to Faith, "And the three musketeers here come walking out, and uh, the three faces you probably don't recognize are actually two of them are Drea's cousin, and they're a real good friend." And so, um, but you would have never known come an hour into us being there that they, up until that moment, were strangers. It was amazing just how the Lord brought these kids together and how united their hearts, and it was pretty cool. So uh, we're, we're glad you guys came. I want to um, share two things with you. I'm not going to be very long. But one, one demonstration that Josh shared that I want to um, really was kind of a side note. And, and it was, and the Lord's been really dealing with me about this, and I shared it briefly last week, and there's a lot of people here this week that were not there last, and, and even if you were here, it bears repeating. But what he talked about was how the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. And if you can imagine that, what that means is that Jesus was determined to die for you before there was even an Adam and Eve. Okay? Long before, he saw down the span of time, and he saw into your life, and he said, I'm going to die for this man, Anthony, and insert your name into that list. And so as, as he mentioned this story of, you can imagine, so you line up, if you were at like an auction house, and the one that used to hold the, the keys of hell and death had all of us in this auction house just lined up. And if you can just imagine, as far as the the generations that have lived before, people were lined up. And whenever slaves were, were purchased, they were to do one of two things. They were either A, so that they could work for you, or B, you could purchase a slave so they could be set free and you could let them go. So here we have in this auction house, and as it were, it was all of generations were standing there, and Satan is standing there and he's trying to auction these people off. And the picture that I got of Jesus sitting in the crowd, when people were placing their bid for you, and he was leaping and saying, I'll take the whole lot. I want them all. I'll give whatever it takes to give them. Whatever price it is, I'll match it and I'll beat it. I'm going to give everything that I have. I'll even give myself. And he did that for you. But here's the thing. He didn't buy us and purchase us with his life so that he could keep us enslaved to sin. He purchased us so he could set us free. Aren't you grateful for that, that he set us free? That he paid that price for you to set you free. So grateful for that. And what do we do because of it? If you could turn to Matthew chapter 7. You can actually do that now. You own a Bible. Love it. Peyton could not stop talking about wanting to go buy a Bible. She was disappointed the Bible bookstore wasn't open on Sunday. She wanted to get one on the way home. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. I shared on this. It was one of the things that I shared on Friday evening. Therefore, whoever hears these 
sayings of mine. Now you hear them. You're hearing, hearing me now, just like all of you. And does this, does them, I will liken them to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. What's that foolish word mean again? Moron. That's where we get the word moron, that mor moros. Who built the house on sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, the woods blew, and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Notice here the parallel. They both heard the words. The wise and the foolish both heard. If you look in verse 24 and verse 26, it says, everyone who hears. Verse 24, therefore, whoever hears. They both heard. The wise and the foolish both heard the words of the Lord. But the difference and the distinction between the two was that the wise man actually did something with them. Those things that you hear today, just like Dre was saying, as you're driving home, you're going to be like, oh, that makes sense. Wow, I didn't really realize what all she was saying. Well, are you going to take the words that you read? Are you going to take the words that you hear? Are you going to take the things that you've learned over the last week and a half? Are you going to use them and do something with them? Or are you just going to let them go? Is it just going to fly right over your head because you're thinking about, what are we doing for lunch after service? Wow, we really wouldn't mind going to this restaurant. Now all of you are thinking about food. But are we missing what it is that is being said because we're distracted with those cares of this world? Are we distracted by what it is, those things that we have that consume us, that distract us from what the Lord is trying to say to us? Because as Peyton told us, he's always speaking. Are you going to be in tune to hear what it is that he has for you today? Because the Lord is always speaking. Could somebody please tell me right now what Caleb is playing on the radio at this moment? No, you can't, because you're not in tune to the frequency of K-Love in this moment. But I guarantee you, those sound waves are going through this room as we speak. Brother, if you were to take your radio and turn it to K-Love, it would turn it on in this room. He would be able to receive it. Why? Because you were in tune, and you were dialed into the frequency of that radio station. The Lord is speaking. Are you in tune to His voice? Are you going to hear what he has for you specifically? Not only hear, but are you going to do something about him? And the second parallel we see here. The wise man, he built his house on a rock. We know that rock is Christ Jesus. And the rain descended, both in verse 25 and in 27. The same rain came the same storm came on the righteous and the fool or the wise and the foolish it was the same storm was blowing but what happened those that built their house on a rock stood firm they could stand under something and say even though the stand, the wind is coming it's blowing my hair the rain is beating me in the face i stand firm on christ my my rock christ jesus i stand firm on him i know that he will take me through whatever it is i need but if it is your sitting on sand you're all wishy-washy, and the sand comes and it blows it down, and you fall over. It says, great was the fall thereof. It was a huge fall because you weren't built. And so many times, we as Christians, we know these things, yet we wait until it's too late to try to pour our foundation. 
pastor has an architectural background, could speak to this more than I can. But you don't build, dig and pour a foundation in the middle of a monsoon. You don't wait till it starts raining and then all of a sudden decide, I think I might put a, a good foundation down. No, you when it's sunny like it is today, you build your foundation on Christ so that when the storm comes, it'll be firm. It'll be solid. It'll be dried, as it were, if you use a cement analogy. But you get the point. We are to build our foundation on Jesus Christ before the storm comes. Not wait and say, well, I'm just going to kind of hang out here. And all of a sudden, these storms start blowing in my life. And then cry out to Jesus, please help me. Now, we know that he's faithful. And he will hear us. But we aren't to wait until those times before we decide to declare him Lord of our lives. We're hearing words. You read words. We talk to the kids about the Holy Spirit. The entire group of them came up on Friday, no, Saturday evening and asked for, to be prayed for, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's good news. That should induce applause for in your mind. <laughs> On Friday evening, you know, she mentioned, do I have a demonstration? I asked her, do you have a demonstration? I always like to have some type of object lesson whenever we would go to camp. And I was really struggling. I said, Lord, what do you have? I mean, I don't have some type of something that I could have in front of these kids that would turn, you know, clay into pottery or something or something that would be really cool for them to remember an object lesson. And the things that the Lord did were far better than some kind of silly object lesson. And I was grateful that we just allowed the Lord to speak. Friday evening, we had six kids come up for first-time salvation. Six. I told them, all heaven is rejoicing right now because even one, but we had one time six. That's quite a party. And then after that, we had anybody that feels like you already know, you have the assurance that you know that you will spend eternity in heaven and with our Lord Jesus Christ. You know that. But you feel like right now you've kind of wandered off the path you're supposed to be in. Would you like to come and rededicate your lives? The entire front was filled with kids again. Every single one came up. So these was, wasn't just, you know, kids get a little bit nervous when they come up front. And, and, you know, it has been a whole seven days. So, you know, they forget everything. No, I'm just joking. But they were touched and lives were changed for eternity know that know that but the storm is going to come so I say to you adults the storm's coming whether today or tomorrow because we see it right here scriptural that it's going to rain on the wise and the foolish. The storm is coming. Where is your foundation going to be built? Are you built on the rock of Christ Jesus like these kids have decided to be? Or are you built on the sand? So many times things come into our lives, disappointments and hurt and things that a lot of times aren't even in our control. Sometimes they are our choices. Storms that blow. Blow. 
And the great thing about this is this. Nowhere in Scripture can you find where it says, if you trust in me and you dedicate your life and build your house on the rock, that you'll avoid all the storms. It doesn't say that. But here's the difference. When the storm comes, he walks you through. He says, I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll walk you through the storm. I'm not going to depart and desert you when things get tough. I'm going to walk you through. grateful that we serve a God that doesn't change and his promises are true. He doesn't decide one day that I'll, I'll do it this way and then another do it in that, another way. But he's faithful. Grateful to, for that today. Grateful for the opportunity to be able to be with these kids. They're a great group. Lord is going to do some awesome things through them. There was a poster my parents had when I was a kid. Many of you have seen it. They don't really see it anymore. They are saying up front, do this story. A lot of you, I know, have seen it in your house, too. It's an old poster or a painting, whatever it is, of footprints in the sand. And the story goes that as you look back, this guy will look back in his life, and there were two sets of footprints that were in the sand, and he, and he said, Lord, that was when you were with me. That was great. But then there were also, he noticed that there were times that there was only one set of footprints. And he looked back at those times and said, Lord, that was that moment when, when I, there was the hardest time. I, I lost my mother. Or, and that was the time when there was a, I was having a challenge at work. And there was a time over here that I can point to. There was different challenges, different storms that went through my life. Why is it that there was only one set of footprints during that time? Why did you desert me when I needed you the most? I thought you would never leave me. So his response was, listen. There's only one set of footprints because I carried you. If you're grateful for the Lord's keeping power and that he carried you through the storm, why don't you stand with me today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come and to give you honor today. Honor you for the working that you're doing by your spirit in each one of these kids. Lord, we continue, Lord, is, even as camp is over, Lord, we continue to keep these in prayer before you, O oh God, that we won't forget, that we won't say, well, camp is over, so we'll forget. Lord, help us to be faithful in our prayer for these kids, that you watch over them, keep them, protect them, Lord, that you always keep them. We thank you that they're in the hollow of your hand. 
We thank you, Lord, that you're drawing them, that you're speaking to them. Lord, that you desire to express your love to them, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for the life-changing decisions that were made during this time as we went to a, a time, a set-aside moment that we would meet with you. And as adults, Lord, help us to have the same purpose, that we would set aside time to meet with you in the meeting place. We thank you, Lord, that you meet us. Help us to be in tune to your voice, oh God. We're grateful for your working, all that you're doing by your spirit. We pray all these things. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Can you say amen? Amen. Your love to be dismissed.